Now, uh, what is uh, what is uh, unique about this? Um, uh, what are some uh, defining uh, features of this uh, station? Uh, well, it's a podcast, and uh, it's oh, okay. Uh, so- all right, all right, all right. Tell me, tell me. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, my name is Jenry, and uh, you're listening to uh, Lame, the Lexington after the fact Marxist experience. I'm Aaron, <laughs> and I'm Jenry. Uh, you already said that, but that's okay. I know. It's, well, I was it's just trying to do the fifteenth. Of July. Yeah, long-time listeners of WRFL will know um, uh, what we're referencing, but um, <laughs> if you don't, good luck. <laughs> um, it's the, yeah, you said the 15th of January. July. I put wrote down January. Yeah, oh. you put January. I'm like, what the July. Fuck? July on the mind, 2022. And this is a news podcast. But first, folks, I did a little staycation. I did a little traveling. I want to tell you all about it. <laughs> Um, I went to two, um, I did not realize that there is, um, uh, so close to where I lived, um, uh, there was just so many, um, original sins of America laid, um, laid within, you know, um, uh, especially like first let's see going, saving the best for last going to Danville. There was a block in Danville's downtown that is all like grass statues and like reconstructed quote unquote 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 buildings from like before Kentucky was a state and it's called Constitution Square because they drafted the Constitution there and the Supreme Court allegedly according to this plaque held office there first and I'm like why the fuck was Danville picked for this I was like you had bigger cities in Ameri- in Lexington, right? And it just starts making me wonder why is the whole Mercer Boyle County area so full of um history like this? Because one I can't get to I can't get to Mercer County yet. We're going to keep keep it in Boyle, keep it in Boyle. Danville there was a plaque, one of those Kentucky Highways historical plaques, like mm-hmm. the like freestanding ones. Um and in this a big empty green constitutional square, right? And um it it tells you that on this block for over a hundred years um, was the central business district for like African-American like homo or like, like the African-American businesses or whatever, something like that. And it's a very, very interesting way they phrased it or whatever. But you know, um, like, like a, 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 a thriving, like middle-class black community sort of, you know, like, like the, you know, or whatever, like as they, as they describe it in there, things or whatever and um weird uh it's not all there anymore um because in 1973 as part of urban renewal uh and i'm like what urban renewal because if you go around danville you would think that the whole basically that whole city has been left pretty much untouched by the whole process of urban renewal since like and stuff like that yes like it's basically been like um unbothered like the rest of the downtown looks fine or whatever no they literally just tore down all the black businesses i'm truly amazed to build a um, monument to uh some of the world's biggest sinners um that is of course the american colonial um settler colonials uh you know so they tore down the black businesses to put up an historical marker for the black businesses. Well, that's one of the ones there, but that's kind of off to the side. What's oh, really okay. bigger is like, you know, Oh, that's the other thing in constitution square. There is also some beautiful little like front, um, like a uh, Flemish stacked or whatever. So it says brick buildings. Uh-huh. That's where it's like sideways brick, 
and then the mm. other part of the brick, the smaller brick, the long brick, whatever. That's not really important. Currently housed there is like the Chamber of Commerce, which is like, you know, one of the biggest baddies out there. Um, but uh, what's really, truly, talk about original sin, um, there's a plaque next to them that says that these were the first ever rental properties in Danville. Uh, and I'm like, no. 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 What are you looking at right now? I'm on down. I'm on God! <clears throat> Aaron, it's a podcast. Aaron, well, just let I'm me doing tell you that. For my sake. I'm, but what about the listeners? Well, I just want to see what's going on so I can visualize. But I'm trying to tell you. But that's. I'm trying to. I'm supposed to do that. That's my job. I'm doing. I'm supposed to tell you how. Well, just keep. Just keep going. Oh, keep going. Jesus. Okay. So anyway, that's the scoop on Danville, the Mercer County. Sorry, the Boyle County, Mercer County, Harrodsburg, the original sin. In Harrodsburg lies a recreation of Fort of Fort Herod's like from like pre like 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 17 whatevers right mm-hmm. the um it is the unironically heralded as the first white permanent white settlement west of the Alleghenies they are obsessed with being with branding this this as the birthplace of the west um or whatever and you know, they have that, but they do have what I thought was interesting, a gravesite there um, of allegedly, I have no way, of, like, I'm just assuming it's true, <laughs> um, like, like gravesites of like the former, like, you know, like these original like colonists that came to Fort Herod, you know, and um, it is a graveyard for them. And so many people are there and they're honored for just like, you know, keeping normalcy, keeping it normal in the fort, you know, um, you know, this woman did her part to, you know, preserve and continue, you know, white um, existence in this space, basically, you know, like, like if you want to be a little oh, academic wow. about there it, there it is. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I'm going to hit you with a big rock and a bigger rock. And, and, and I'm going to, and until, and I'm going to gouge your eyes out. And um, so Google you Maps. can just listen to you. I'm going to cut the internet. I'm cutting the phone wires you're stepping, stepping over my opening session here. I'm trying to tell the listeners, and you are showing me the person who was already there in these photos. I mean, it's every episode with you, Aaron. <laughs> anyway, so there's all this, like, fucked up stuff here, and there's this giant, disgusting, like, offensive, concrete, like, m- mural kind of thing like 2.5d kind of thing or whatever mural of like these pioneers and we're just sitting there um uh, me and a friend of mine uh friend of the show um and we're like who did this when was this built like 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 is it new because that's the other little fun truly icing on the cake um is that on the sign i was reading with signs the original fort herod was um is is actually exists under the side parking lot of the park and they rebuilt it one block over and just paved over the original fort herod that's awesome which is hilarious i really 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 funny um and i was like who could have done this who could have possibly done this and then i saw my heart dropped daughters of the american revolution well one yes the daughters of the american revolution's handprints are everywhere but no that's not who i'm upset with Although those guys are freaks. Um, honestly, honestly, freaks. I really, I've never been more spitting mad at a historical monument. It felt like, 
it felt like I was going to tour Auschwitz in like we have in like the we have always lived in the castle timeline, um, like like where 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 the where the Reich won. Um, Are you man in the high castle? Yes. What did I say? We have always lived in the castle. That's now, but hey, that's a good book, by the way. <laughs> Shirley Jackson, read it. Um, no, I'm like who, when, who would have let, how, was so fucked up. And then I saw my heart sunk. I saw the date on the statue, September 11th, 2001. That's so good, Aaron. You're very, you're on it today. No, 1934. And I'm like, no, no, no. And then I see another plaque in the ground and I walk up to, I see a stone in the ground and I walk up to the stone and it says, and this is, there's two punchlines. There are two punchlines in this, um, in this joke. And you kind of, um, one of them is more obvious, but less relevant. Uh, it said on the stone, it said on this, on this stone, in on you know february whatever 1930 whatever franklin delano roosevelt oh oh no and i'm like not, not franklin FDR. delano not fdr fdr would let this happen and then here comes the real punchline stood here <laughs> <laughs> you're not this isn't funny to you no <laughs> the man was in a wheelchair oh yeah the man fdr could not walk <laughs> stood here which well, is that good. was all part of his little PR thing. Well, it's true. He had some elaborate standing stunts, um, yeah. which honestly, they should try. They should try that with Joe Biden. I thought you were about to say it was like a CCC uh, kind of construction. I mean, I believe it. Um, WPA. I yes, well, I I believe it all. Um, but this is like the thing. I don't know if you'll remember last year um, when I went out into the Jeff Davis Memorial, um, uh, and like. I think the quote that I gave that I that I gave from that like the byline that I had on that was like a breathtaking views from Hitler's mausoleum, <laughs> um, and like because once again it's this place of what's well, not mausoleum or whatever it's a place of like like deep original original sin it's the it's built next to the birthplace of Jefferson Davis right uh-huh. and it is this disgusting freakish um you know uh like like early 20th century you know proto-fascist american construction right but you go up to the top of that thing the views are breathtaking it's a beautiful thing um and this is what it felt like going there there was a great osagi osage tree osage osage tree osage orange and it's really huge um and there's a plaque that's like this would be the this is unofficially the largest osage tree in the country um, but it is only unofficial on account of it's a split trunk. Um, huh. Anyway, it was interesting. But um, I just, uh, it's just so funny to me. It's like, it's like, what do other people, like, do people, it is crazy to me that people go to these places and they're like, and this is a good thing. Like, wow, I love that the pioneers, and they kept calling them pioneers. Um, they're the, like, I, the lo- I love that, yeah. They're like, they're like, I love that these settler colonialists came here. It's like, so, cause like, I mean, the questions are obvious, right? Like the, like the, the, the questions that poke holes and all these things, I feel like are immediate and obvious to you. And it's like, just no one, I don't know. It's just so people, like, people go there in the name of history and they don't think about what it is they're actually going to see. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, well, they, even if they go there in like the name of history or whatever, they look at it and they're like, the, you know, they view themselves as the end process of that history 
and they view their success as tied to that of the success of these colonists, you know, in a way, not explicitly or whatever. Although some people do. Daughters of the American Revolution definitely do. They have a, they've been working all these, they've been adding extra gravestones or whatever in all this stuff. It's really, I mean, really fucked up, really sinful. Made me very upset. I'm like, what is there to do? What is um, to be done? I don't know. Yes, literally what is to be done. Great book. Um, final note. Final note before we get into the actual news news episode, which is like, wow, I know it's a long open, but I wanted to talk about it. Folks, I'm putting the call out. If you know what it takes to do a startup rail service, if anyone can, if anyone can walk me through how to acquire a rail engine and lease railway uh, right of way from RJ Corman, hit me up. I'm trying to learn. Um, I'm, 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 I have, I have big plans to um, uh, start um, running a gorilla train service through the um, through uh, <laughs> Eastern Lexington. <laughs> No, I like that actually. I think it's gonna be. Well, we were just. I was, we were looking at the. You know, like because they've, the between from like the old Herald Leader building out to like um, I want to say almost like Eastland Shopping Center. Southland or Eastland. Eastland, not wow. South East. Think East. Yeah. It goes East above Idle Hour. Wow. Um, and then it goes kind of like North and like around like like along like Loudon, I think, or whatever. And I'm like, there we go. If we could just get like one, if we could get like one measly locomotive. If, if, you know, if NJ Transit could just chuck us one, um, you know, pro bono. Uh, we get a, we get a scrap from Amtrak. Yes. And I think we could just start a, um, a, uh, pilot volunteer service, um, to, uh, to run, um, uh, city to run, to run passenger rail. I don't know. I've been, we were workshopping this one and um i just think uh i'm i'm not i'm admitting defeat on norfolk southern i think only a, a proletarian revolution will let us uh put um passenger rail back in norfolk southern what about csx I, csx doesn't have any ra- uh rail in um uh, lexington oh they don't you're right rj corman has like that like like e- the east west uh-huh. thing that goes all the way out to louisville which by the way rj corman you could do that anytime now tick, 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 tick. um and Norfolk Southern has the entire North South, mm-hmm. right? Which means they have stuff like uh, one of the things we saw in Danville that got us thinking about it was um, when, if you go down to the rail yard in Danville, the old passenger rail terminal, like uh, like a stop, not it's not terminal, the old, it's just the stop is still there, you know. And um, same thing with not there's the stop isn't there in Wilmore, but there's just the free real estate to build it. And I'm just like, man, I'm like, I'm like, this is. We need to just start doing some just sort of like imminent domain, just like emergency, like a like just like rail service. Emergency stuff. commuter rail. Basically, yeah, and it's like because here's the thing, especially with the R.J. Corman thing, like because I feel like going against Norfolk Southerns as a going against a class one operator seems a lot more scary. <laughs> um, but I really feel like, especially for like the like that East West line, because it is like I mean, no one is using it anymore. Um, I, I, if, if there is a business that uses it, amazing, but I'm just, at gmail.com. yes. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, man, like we need to just get like, I'm like saying like one train. I would like to have two. I'm just saying, but one, give me one train. We'll run it up and down. Um, we'll punch some, you know, we'll put some platforms over there and, um, we'll just have some fun running some rail. Just some dudes running rail. Yes. And I'll do it. I'll drive it for free. 
you know, <clears throat> not to not to price out real union jobs, but I'm like, you know, I know the the budget, considering it's probably out of the lame podcast account pocket, mm-hmm. um, which is not big. Uh, we're disrupting passenger rail. We're disrupting passenger rail in the sense that it, <laughs> in a certain way. But you know, I'm. But I was sitting there and thinking, I'm like, do we have to swallow our pride and pretend that we're a startup, and like use the same bullshit vocabulary, or do we just go full like you know, like like uh, like like people's emergency provisional railway, which I'm thinking, you know, I like the latter. Yeah, uh, per. Anyway, anyway, per. Enough talk about that. Seriously, if you know stuff about trains, which don't lie to me, I know there's people that listen to the podcast that know about trains. If you know just a, just even some relevant history that we should know, hey, and we, ring us. We did an episode too, so if, about about um, the history of passenger rail in this area, yes, and sure, and sure, about sure, the sure. proposed um, the proposed connection line between Louisville, Cincinnati and lexington and i don't I, remember what episode that was one don't remember says here's the thing about that thing about the whole that proposed rail line i have only ever been told that story in person i have never ever had any external confirmation that it was a real thing that was happening it was a real t- i got i don't the doubt paperwork. it i believe you aaron but i have like never intentionally sought it out and i'm always like man am i am i just lying on the podcast no it's real i read the paperwork great that's great there was a whole transportation cabinet review and everything i Mm. read it on the podcast live for everyone yeah i was probably spaced out uh you know (laughs) (laughs) i was like how could that ever apply to me it's not like i'm gonna like try to run my own train service flash forward flash forward baby i'm doing like i'm putting i'm doing putting crazy shit i've just been i was watching this guy on youtube so it's called like the I think it's called like the East Terminal Railroad Company or whatever. It's this guy he used to like work in the railroad industry or whatever, and he just bought some terminal like like some like like some, just some branch line huh. that like serves a few things or whatever. And he's like bought some locomotives for it, and um, has just been like you know doing like cleaning some you know stuff off like the tracks intact or whatever, you know. And um, I'm like, damn, I need to just we need to just start doing that. Um, Lampod or what's funny? It's just funny because you think I was just looking at the history of RJ Corman. You would think that they would be the perfect candidates because that is the, what their whole gimmick was: was just buying up abandoned rail. Like they have like a lot of rail in like Pennsylvania for for some reason. Huh. I know, I know, and yet they can't stop running fucking murder mystery dinner train cars to Bardstown. Well, what if we did murder mystery stop dinner it. train I'm cars? Gonna, nope. To Louisville, okay, and, and also, you could also get off at Louisville. And you could also get off at and you, Louisville, and, and, and the it dinner goes, was optional. Yeah, and the dinner was optional, <laughs> and you, yeah, yeah, and you, um, and it ran like three times, five, five no, times, six times a day. Let's just go. Let's dream day. big. Bad for reach for the stars, <laughs> and even six times and a day. Also, I went to Cincinnati. Yeah, I gotta say though, the railroad between, um. The, that RJ Corman owns that runs between Lexington and um, Louisville. When you look at it on a map, it looks rough, man. Like you got to probably only be going like 35 miles an hour through a lot of that stuff. It's really windy and whippy. Like, sure, it goes through Midway. Yay. I'm, I'm content. Um, NIMBY Rails was uh, convinced me to just uh, build new lines. But um, whatever. We can't be talking about this the entire podcast. I have news. And Let's hear it. It's called the Lexington after the fact Marx's experience today because a lot of these articles came out last week because almost no good articles came out 
this week. It was a slow news week. Yes. Um, folks, Kentucky Utilities. They've updated after a seven-month-long protracted people's war uh, against the um, Kentucky Utilities in the city of Lexington. Um, they've, they've pulled back a little. Um, so they, what am I trying to, oh, I don't, just give me to the, give me to the goods. I didn't take enough good notes on this article. Fuck. Now I'm going to sneeze. This is horrible. This is really, <laughs> it's like this a protracted retirees war. Actually. Yes, really. I just guess. like some, hey, some brave, some brave women. And, um, and the mayor. Uh, whatever that quote is. Um, so, so now they will no longer cut trees under distribution lines or smaller lines that like go from like poles, like utility poles to people's houses. Right. And, um, they will let the trees now be 15 feet below major lines. Um, apparently or no, no, they're still cutting most of the ones under the distribution lines, IE like lands down. Right. Because the trees under transmission lines can't be trimmed is due to, quote, safety concerns about the line and how they are constructed. Burns' presentation during the city, this is a Beth Musker article, I think, by the way, um, on uh, Tuesday came after nearly seven months' negotiation with the city. Blah, blah, blah. City agreed to, this is some real poor, by the way, just want to complain. City agreed to hit pause on the lawsuit. Stop playing fun with language. The city pa- agreed to pause the lawsuit while negotiations continued. Um, uh, there has been no tree cutting since December, Mailer and Gordon said Tuesday. We've worked diligently for seven months on this. Additionally, they've increased compensation fees. Um, the landowners will now receive, um, they used to receive uh, 250 per tree. Now they're getting 300 per tree to a maximum of 1,800, which used to be 250 per tree, maximum of 1,500, to which I say, what if you have like 70 trees? Um I guess they don't want you to actually replant it um, there anyways. That's because they're like, why would you want? Um, city officials and neighborhood associations will now be notified by KU when tree cutting will occur. And posting about the tree cutting will sadly only be on its website, which I'm sure no one checks. Um, uh, Not even in the Herald Leader. Yeah. Burns said KU has gone back to such areas as South Point near Nicholsville Road to do more, re- ro- quote, robust replanting. It also has made some modifications in the other areas, including the Fairway neighborhood, an environmental study of the Lansdowne, American Richmond Road areas that looked at sinkholes, stormwater runoff, and a host of other issues has been completed, whatever that means. Um, I guess it's analyzing the impact of them cutting the trees, but they're still going to be cutting. It's very hmm. confusing. I'm not entirely certain why they bothered with the study. I guess it's like one of those things, if you like are like trying to like get the government off your damn back, you're like... Yeah, I'm gonna do a. Yeah, I'll cut it. I'm gonna no. Sorry, I'm gonna do a environmental impact survey, and um, I will find that it's it's like okay. Um, Liz Sheehan is getting this as a win for her, so um, let's, let's hope this bodes well for her in November, I guess, um, because she's like the 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 compensation needs to be more, um, which I'm like so true. Uh, let's see. Um, Councilman Richard Maloney, always, always the straight shooter he is, simply asked if the new policy would save more trees on Lansdowne, uh, to which the spokesperson said, quote, it's not yet known how many trees on Lansdowne will be saved under the new power line analysis. Will this save any trees? I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, I did, I did this whole survey, but I can't, I don't know. 
Uh, also, final line of the article. It is not clear when KU will resume tree cutting. Anyway. Check the website. Um, this one came out on July 8th. Wake up, babe. Babe, wake up. Wake, babe. New parking. That's right. Um, <laughs> this is unironically how this article starts. If you've been angling for better parking in Lexington's popular distillery district, you're in luck. Friday, Mayor Linda Gorton announced a new 25-spot parking lot that will be added to the intersection of Manchester Street and Forbes Road. For bicycles? Nice one, Aaron. <laughs> Very funny. You know, because there's like a trail that goes there, right? Yeah, so yeah. You, gotta... you think there was a bike trail? You think if there was a bike trail that went to the distillery district, there'd be a place to put your bike? Yeah, sorry, Aaron. It's actually 25 spots for cars um, that will actually be redistributed from Traum, Town Branch Trail property. Oh, okay. And because they bought the property and they uh -huh. ended up not using it where the bike lane was there and they thought that's fine we'll just make a parking lot okay so yeah so but the parking lot's going to be there now and, then and the parking lot's going to be there later but like but you're still gonna get this you're still gonna have to walk quite a way because forbes road is kind of far so from the, the distillery dish yes i believe so the pedestrian trail yeah, yeah. In, well, in they the, can just go on the Town Branch Trail. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then you have to bikes. cross. I don't even think there's a pedestrian crosswalk still across that road. Also, just just to make sure, it's been a while since I've been there. Isn't there still still like a like country road style pass? Like you can pass out like cars on Manchester still. I think you can. Which is so funny. Like what in what circumstances are you doing that? Anyway. Um, it, this will cost uh, Oma. This will cost just under two hundred thousand um, dollars. Wow! Because, because the project will also quote add a connection to the Town Branch Trail. Uh, yeah, I sure hope it does because it, federal funding will cover the entire cost of the effort. In the year of our Lord twenty twenty two, there are federal dollars going into parking lot projects. I love this city. They, I love this town so nice they had to name it twice. What, what can I say? Um, what part of the Town Branch Trail are they connecting? Is there another part that's unconnected? Is there no. a northern? No, 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 Aaron. Sorry, my sweet summer child. They're connecting the parking lot to the, which is just to be clear, on the same parcel of land already. But I guess they're going to, like, not put a curb. Lexington. Like, 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 have, like, a sidewalk that will let you go from the park the so you could drive and. You could drive to the Town Branch Trail and park there, but but I don't know why you would ever want to park at the parking lot to go onto the Town Branch Trail because the parking is inherently scarce in that district. And the fact that parking is scarce at the distillery district is not a problem. It's a good thing because it means you get to build it up from scratch. And that's kind of why I thought they were doing the whole Town Branch Trail thing there, doing increase connectivity like pedestrian connectivity yeah. and it seems to be not not the case at all so um wow moving onwards there's three new board of trustees members added to the uk that andy Bashir has put in um uh, i'm just gonna say it for historiography's sake tom abel brenda gosney and lance lucas Abel is an ophthalmologist eye surgeon at his own company. He's a UK graduate, um, and he's on the board till 2028. 
Um, he's replacing Brian Sutherland. Gosney is a retired hospital admin. Um, she's a UK graduate, former faculty member at the physical therapy program. And she's been on the board of directors of the quote, UK alumni association. Lame. Um, and is chaired the alumni center committee, whatever this means according. And by the way, this is also, what's so funny. (laughs) According to her bio on UK's website, someone is just literally copying. They've just copy pasted what's, which is like fine. I guess that's what a press release is too, but it's just so goofy. Um, her term on the board will expire in 2028. She replaces Michael Christian. Lucas uh, is attending, is an mm-hmm. attorney at his own firm, Lucas and Dietz. Um, he's a graduate of the College of Business and College of Law. He served in the U.S. Air Force, according to his bio, and that term also expires in 28. He replaces Elizabeth McCoy. UK, of course, also has a new student trustee position, um, They uh, who is the current Student Government Association president. Long may he live. I actually have no idea about this guy. He could be terrible. Michael Haas. Michael Haas. No, he's replacing Michael Haas. Um, Laws is his name. His last name is Laws. Yeah. They didn't really say his name. Oh, Andrew Laws. Andrew Laws. Yeah. I don't know why they put it like this. And then, of course, Andrew Kramer, who I don't know, but he's the new faculty uh, seat. He's the former president of the University Senate and professor in the Department of Electrical and Computer Engineering. Oh, I know him. He's got a PhD from Purdue. And he's replacing Lee Blonder and will serve till 2028. Okay. Um, then we got our vegetables out of the way. The constables are suing the Kentucky General Assembly. Yay. Um, so state lawmakers passed a bill that requires constables to get, quote, peace officer training, right? Um, in order for them to, uh, they're not allowed to exercise general police powers until they have been certified through the peace officer professional training, right? There's just one slight catch, which is so weird. If you're a constable, you have to pay out of pocket for this. And it's like, apparently, so this article claims, I have no proof beyond it because it is a claim that that one of the constables made in the article and was reported on. So who knows? Can't trust a cop or cop adjacent fifteen thousand dollars and apparently and this is something that they also never cleared up apparently it can only take on four new people at a time or something which that doesn't make sense either um current constables are all grandfathered in any new constables have to do the training um and uh so i don't i don't get why they have to pay like, I guess that's a way of defunding the police, I guess. Like, if your goal is to abolish constables, which I guess are fine. Um, there's this argument that they're presenting that, like, in more rural counties of Kentucky, constables play an important role in traffic. And I'm like, oh, okay. And on one hand, I am a, a little, it is a little concerning to see up one of the last few parts of the state, administrative state, and more rural parts of this area, town, city, State is what I meant to say. State, Commonwealth, if you will, um, uh, like be eroded away. But at the same time, I can't really be too sad for them. They're constables. Um, uh, you know, um, it's also funny that being a constable is not even a full time job. Like everyone's got day jobs as constables, apparently, which I think is funny. Um, a quote: "This is a law created to effectively destroy the office of constable and make it irrelevant." I think that's fine. Um, and then it goes into this whole thing. Um, uh, 
they make this quote where they say, if you look at other elected positions, such as jailers and coroners, they act like peace officers and they're not required to take this training. Does a coroner act like a peace officer? And even does a jailer act like a peace officer? He's just a jailer. He's not arresting people, is he? Um, I don't know. Very curious. Um, I don't know. Uh, of course, the Republicans that passed this, which is apparently this was a majority, this was a Republican-sponsored bill by Adam Koenig from Erlinger. Um, uh, he went on the radio and said, it's important for the safety of our communities and trained law enforcement officers that anyone with a badge and gun that can take you into custody, initiate a pursuit, or even use deadly force is someone who is instructed on how and when to use these tactics. So that's fine. Um, uh of course, no one was immediately available for comment, and they did not update. So, oh well. Um, however, some good news, folks. Sarah Williams, who you remember from this podcast as um, one of the complaints in the Officer Middleton firing. Um, uh, Sarah Williams was a um, uh, organizer, question mark, Something um, like that. of the uh, during the George Floyd protests, and. Um, uh, Middleton was giving her, passing her information on like police shifts and stuff, right? Which I think all the all the better. Anyway, they arrested her on basically bullshit, um, and uh, even though she was not fully acquitted, she was acquitted of basically everything serious. They found her not guilty on. So there was five charges levied, one charge dropped, and three charges acquitted. Not guilty on charges of inciting a riot, resisting arrest, or drug possession. She was found guilty on one charge of disorderly conduct. And that all she has to do is pay $200. So she's out. She's free. Quote, I get my life back. Um, I get my name back. Um, after all these things, um, the drug paraphernalia charge, which was dropped, um, was psychotic. Um, they, uh, they insisted um, that she had a, that they, that they, she, um, she had a crack pipe on her. Um, which, of course, was later revealed to just be, like, a vape cartridge. Um, but, you know, like, that was, like, on her record. They're like, for, for, you know, like, they're like, we've arrested her, we found a crack pipe on her. They also, and this is what's crazy. Um, they, uh, they, cl- they said she had weed on her, right? At no point was this ever validated in court. The only time this was ever entered into evidence was when a cop came up and said, yep, she had weed on her, and um, uh, and you have to trust me, it's the law. Literally, it was, it was one of the quotes. The quote literally was something like that, um, which I'm trying to find. Uh, there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of... Uh, um, uh, like, what am I, what am I trying to say? A um, lot of detail in this article, and I encourage you to just look look out, um, like, like, look and read it. Um they were talking about how there was a, there was one really bullshit quote um, where her incitement of inciting a riot charge was her staging a die-in in front of the uh, um, uh, police department HQ, which a die-in is literally like you show up and you like, like, like lie down and pretend to be dead. <laughs> it's like a statement, you know? Um, I don't know how that, how's that a riot? Well, they had to, cross the police line they had to break the police line to go and do it to lie down but that was accounted as inciting a riot and there's a really stupid um okay 
um, uh, quote for this is from Roberts, uh, the fucking um, uh, outgoing attorney general. I have no doubt that she had nothing to do with this violence, but that is why they put up the barrier. She believed she could go anywhere she wanted to. She wanted to come into that police department. She wanted to come in the barrier instead of sitting outside. She could have protested anywhere in and, and out on the road, but no, no, she had to go inside the barrier, which is like so stupid. Like, if she was really free to go anywhere, then why was she not free to go inside the barrier? One. Um, two, she thinks she's free to go anywhere. She should be. Um, is freedom of movement not one of the rights guaranteed in this country? Um, uh, th- uh, three, they were lying. This is, like the, this is like the protest version of a cop fentanyl exposure. Um, uh, he also, Roberts referred to call this a, quote, definite attempt to have contact <clears throat> with the police in an antagonistic situation. No shit. It's so funny. Um, thank God she was acquitted on this because this is, I mean, really bullshit. Um, also, not a riot. <laughs> yeah, I don't, um, I don't know. I'm glad she got acquitted. Yeah. Goofy that the jury found her guilty of disorderly conduct, but whatever, man. Um, honestly, the, you know, I'm just, I'm glad she's, she's out. Um, uh, and with that, we've hit time. Cool. I yield it. I give it to you. Wow. Well, it's also time for developing. It's an hour. Oh, yes. Shall we take a pause? Yeah, let's do it. It's been a full hour? Yeah. Cool. 8.50 is when we started. Now All right. Folks, we're doing some chemistry. You're listening. You're listening to the middle side of Lame, the Lexington after the fact Marxist experience. <sighs> You can follow us on Twitter at LamePod. Email us at LexLamePod at gmail.com. Leave us a review on iTunes and Spotify. And if you want a sticker, send us an email. They're free. We'll send them to you in the mail. Wherever you want. Go go team. Yes. Um, and I, I don't think I have anything else to say in the middle. Do you have anything else to say in the middle? Tell me how to start my own real company. Help me. I'm, I'm, I'm eager. And we'll see you on side B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is Side B. I'm Aaron. I'm Jenry. And this is the maybe one of the wildest uh, 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 note sheets I've seen for um, from you in a while. This is yeah. good. Um, yeah. So, I mean, so I'm reading the word from the third. Uh-huh. And your final word on news from the third district. Oh. And. Final word? The final word. What do you mean? On news word? from the third. Oh, it's like it's a newsletter. End. It's, it's, it's a end newsletter. Of... I know. It's this new letter. Is the newsletter ending? No, it's just called the final word on the news from the third. Fuck! What? I thought it was just a word from the third. No, it is, but that's the that's the sub sub headline. Stop fucking with me, Aaron. No, that's what it's called. I know. I the your 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 final word on news from the third is is so it's just the last thing in the email. No, that's like no, that's not. That's just what the the newsletter is called. Your word from the third. Yeah. No, word from the third. Your final word from news from the third. So it's like it's like the definitive. Am I news having from a stroke? Third. No, you're your not. Your final word from the. Why is that? A, why is there an extra bit to it? It's because just it's word like from the, the final. Third. It's like the final word. Like this is what's happening. It's there's no more newsletter. No, there's still a newsletter. But then it's why just is like, it final? This is the definitive newsletter, like for I'm, this week. God. All right. But anyway, so I'm reading the. the <laughs> word from the third <laughs> which if you live in the third district i would recommend signing up for it because it's, it's actually nice i like it um there's a new suicide hotline 
Which one? Ding, 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 ding. It's um, 988. 988. Um, damn. Uh, who is staffing the suicide hotline? Um, volunteers and paid uh, licensed um, therapists and professionals. What's the volunteer to professional ratio, we think? Probably too high. Yep. All right. Uh, it's the same suicide hotline as before. Um, it's oh, we've already now, had it? It's just now there's a new number. It's a suicide hotline. Oh, wait. Oh. I should have put new hotline number. This is the national yeah, suicide. National. Sorry, I, because it was word from the third, assumed that the city of Lexington had developed its own hotline. Yeah, no, it's just a national. They're going to have to remake all those signs on the CTA. they got to re-record the Logic song. Yeah, uh, this sucks. Um, well, <laughs> well, I the guess other, it's the old better. number still works, though. Oh well, that's nice. Thank yeah. God. So, guys, nine eight eight. That's it. Yeah, that's the that's the news. That's the news. Um, speaking of a uh, bad of, news speaking of letters, bad news, the Herald fucking leader. Herald leader has been going through some really god ugly like graphic, re- yeah, graphic like the, the, whatever so the new visual brand is. Just I, like with peace and love, it sucks. You know, navy and yellow. Just chronically, I do this on the podcast. Um, this visual, visual aspects to this, but um, it is funny. I mean, Aaron, our chief visual critic. Um, yeah. On the... um, this one I felt was particularly. This is so egregious. Yeah. Aaron's I, I put, a, put By the way, Aaron's put a, a photo into the show notes. <laughs> it's a, uh, she's anticipated that I have to that I will have to look at something on the podcast. And they tried to exp- whatever. Okay, I can't get it. Okay, into it. so this is, uh, it, this is a new community portal, no. on on the front page of the community Herald. Community portal. What you need to know. What do I, what is community? It just says can I? It's a portal. portal. Can I log into it? No. So it's like a not okay. It's just it's it's just like I get, top headline. I get emails that are kind of like this. It's Friday. Well, here's the headline. Readers rejoice. Happy Friday. It's Friday, July 15th, 2022. Thanks for joining us here at Lexington Herald Leader for a day full of news. Really not that full of no. news. Today is International Sisters. It's like boring. Lexington has four sister cities. Deauville, France. Uh, Count, what's the one in Japan? Uh, Shin Hidaka. All right. Go go ch- Japanese sister cities. New Market, England. New the Market, more, England. The more no, you rough. know. They, they end it with that. The more you know, and now even more to know. Kentucky has three confirmed cases of monkeypox. I'm actually going I was reading some insane Tumblr post, not Tumblr post, Twitter post. Um, like, where someone was just sort of talking like, like, this is the, if, if, if it's true that monkeypox is not airborne, then why is it not that, then that would make it like the only kind of like pox in its like category, like specific category that is not, um, that is not, a not uh, air transmissible. Yes. It would make it the only, it would make it an, a, a weird outlier that it is not air transmissible. And I'm just going to say this. I'm fucking calling it now turns out it's going it's going to be a much bigger problem it's going to be vaguely airborne and at some point the cdc is gonna have to it fauci is gonna have to fucking come out and be like guys i was lying to you it's actually it, it new data has come to light 
and it seems that uh seems that it can because i guess like they're like they're trying they're literally trying to do what they did with covid and they're like we're gonna play it down i mean this is whatever i'm sure been there done that i would say this three people in this beautiful commonwealth have monkey pox i'm can't I'm sure uh, I, I can't wait for it to be the um, monkey pox update at the start of every episode like it was in 2021 <laughs> with COVID. Although I guess we update. should honestly bring back the COVID update. BA5. Because BA5. Um, uh, sexy. Uh, violent. Highly re- re-infectious. BA2 who? BA2.5. BA2. BA2.5. And now there's BA2.75. And uh, you may ask be you may be asking BA two what, um, or BA what to be or not to be. That's good. They're all Omicron variants, and BA five is so dastardly because it's the first COVID allegedly the first COVID um, uh, mutation to not just be a spike protein mutation, oh. which is why it's so um, extra miserable. Oh. That's why I was sick for three weeks straight. Do you think that's what we had? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's not the days of ace oh, it's an asymptomatic gone. I was I had pretty bad symptoms. We both had pretty bad symptoms. Oh you recovered like a like young spry lass. Um <laughs> I uh I some say say I'm still feeling the effects. You're a long hauler. Let me so I mean let me say this. I was watching this really messed up graph about different COVID variants. And their percentage of um, how, what the odds are of you getting long COVID, like with each variant and on how many reinfections it takes, right? Mm-hmm. And BA5 is like the uh, most, like, like you could get it in as, you could, you could almost be guaranteed long COVID in th- two or three reinfections of wow. BA5. And if BA5 reinfects within like, months not years um who fucking knows um uh i i it looks like the ride's not over yet folks um and we've had another player enter the train mm, that's fine everyone's always there's always the other there throughout the whole covid and pandemic they've been like and there's this other virus that's coming up and hasn't keyed out however though monkeypox it's um who fucking knows who fucking knows? I swear to God, if he becomes the next gay virus, I'm going to dig up Reagan and shoot him again. Um, which... um so it's gonna be so we have a COVID flu combined. Yeah, COVID flu monkeypox combined. I don't even know what monkey pro monkeypox like. I don't know what pox viruses do. I live in a I lived in a world for most of my life where sort of like getting any kind of pox like was not something that happened to you. Yeah. So I'm gonna go to I'm going to the CDC.gov here. Yeah. If the link loads. So I went there earlier today because I have these bug bites on my legs and you saw them. Yes, quite horrific. The <laughs> bugs are fucking you up. Um So I was looking at the symptoms. But anyway, that was point number one oh, of okay. of <laughs> community portal. For real? Point number three, and it's just like articles that they talk about 
throughout throughout the week. It's like old news. Here are the five states Kentuckians are moving from the most, plus the five drawing them away. Spoiler alert is both Ohio. Ohio is the number one state where Kentuckians the are number moving. one mover and shaker of yeah. Kentucky, Ohio. I well, along why. with Florida, Texas, and Indiana. Oh. And West Virginia, I think is the okay. One well, that's fine. I like West Virginia. Yeah. Um, a group of constables are saying, "Hey, we just read that." Yeah. The <laughs> hey, I've been to that. Uh, with abortion in limbo, what about other rights in Kentucky? Here's what experts say. I don't I actually don't. And give then a they shit have what they have say. their um, reader or insider exclusives and CDC seems to just be not not cooperating. There was a Kentucky jail data. Have you seen that on the Herald Leader? It's like Kentucky jail data, and it looks like a COVID map. I keep forgetting to cover jail stories, but it just because I, I guess I don't know because mm-hmm. I keep looking at the amount of just constant like death and sexual assault and human rights abuses that are just permanently spewing out of like just our own like local like jail is ho- I mean horrid, horrible stuff. Um. Um, okay, so this one is this one is interesting. It's from the Associated Press. Um, Kentucky GOP overtakes Democrats in voter registration. Whoops. Uh, rot row. So that happened rot today row. at 5.03 p.m. The Republican Party, already dominant at the ballot box, has achieved Whoops. another long-sought milestone, overtaking the Democrats in a statewide voter registration. Um the state board of elections announced Friday the number of registered Democrat voters stands at 1.612 uh, million, with compared with uh, 1.609 Democrats. That is a because there's like how many people in Kentucky? I I've uh, two point two. There no. registered voters. I was like two point like two million, but there's definitely registered voters. But like that means that there's like is that is it really that? Kentucky. Welcome to the Google section of this podcast. <clears throat> Today is a day. Today is a day. I never thought what happened, said uh, Senate Republican Leader Mitch McConnell, uh, as the main architect of the GOP's rise in his home state. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, McConnell, the longest serving senator in Kentucky history, attributed his party's latest achievements to the hard work and grassroots efforts, adding that it's just the beginning. Yeah, there's 4.4 million people in Kentucky, so half of everyone that lives in Kentucky just simply isn't registered with... uh... Now, you can be registered to vote, but not be registered with the party, but I'm thinking the people that register to vote and not register with the party are pretty small, pretty slim. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, man, this is... uh... Yeesh. When McConnell was first elected into the Senate in 1984... God, he's a Reagan boy? He's a Reagan boy. Narrowly defeating incumbent Walter Huddleston, the state had 1.3 million registered Democrats and 500,000 Republicans. Holy shit. Man. Um, Their electoral success has become lopsided. First in federal races and eventually in statehouse campaigns, many conservative Democrats crossed back over to... Back to over back to GOP candidates. Uh, Republicans currently hold two Senate. Blah blah blah. We know that. Um, and that ties me into. Well, actually, let's see what Bashir has to say. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Asked how Republican leg- registration gains would affect his reelection prospects, the governor noted there's little difference between the party's numbers. That's. <laughs> I thought. I thought it was going to be there's a little difference between the parties. Full stop. <clears throat> no. 
Um, okay. Uh, what this means is we gotta get along. We gotta get along. Bashir said on Friday. God. <laughs> we ought to stop trying to fight to move. We ought to try stop trying to fight to move the state left or right, just to move it forward. Yo, you All right, Andrew Yang. Idiot. They hate you. Don't you get it? And They're... to focus on things that truly impact people's lives, like good jobs Don't and great public education. Don't you get that fifty percent of the electorate wants to eat you fucking alive? And access to health care. God. We're doomed. Bashir is expected to make his management of the state's economy a cornerstone of his campaign message. Um, so that... Brandon, uh, please help us. People... Okay, so this is this, this um, brings me to my next article, which uh, I thought was quite interesting. This is a longer article um, that we get from Austin Horn. <clears throat> and basically... This was published um, at the beginning of July, and I thought it was a quite a, a quite a good read. Tom Sexton is in it. Oh, funny. Um, and East, it says Eastern Kentucky, uh, last days of Mountain Democrats? Question mark. Red wave in Eastern Kentucky becomes increasingly local. Um, Eastern Kentucky Democrats have been voting Republican in federal elections for some time. Now many are changing their registration, voting Republican in state and local elections. Can Democrats stop the bleeding? No. No. Obvious. Full stop. <clears throat> in February, Democrats couldn't fucking stop Roe versus Wade from going. In February 21, Harlan County Judge Executive Dan Mosley posted a nine-minute video to Facebook, um, in which he basically was saying all the reasons he's switching from the Democratic Party to the Republican Party. Um, in uh, what is a very odd thing to do in a time when all their elected officials in the county, except for one member, were Democrats. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Uh, Mosley listed all the qualms he had with the shortcomings of the Democrats being discussed nationally and in coal country, like in Harlan. Quote, it shifted from a party for the men and women who want to work and get a leg up, just like my want parents to work. did, Shut to up. a party of people who don't want to work. Well, uh, that's he, true. They do not want to work. He named several other perceived offenses largely committed or proposed by National Democrats, def- defunding law enforcement, open borders, immigration policy, God. environmental regulation that had hurt coal, and justifying looting during the National Black Lives Matter movement. I mean, there's just a lot of... This is, this uh, is your brain on here. Fox News. A lot I to mean, unpack here. It's like, it's just so stupid. <clears throat> National Democrats would take issue with most of these characterizations, and most have little to do with the local issues that mostly deals with roads, parks, grant applications, and similar tasks. Yet, Mosley's video made waves in the, in the county of 30,000. 30, 15,000 people viewed it, 335 shared it. And every single partisan elected official followed suit. County jailer, jailer, sheriff, PVA, the four Democratic magistrates, all of them changed their registration to Republican. God. Fascinating. I didn't know everybody was going to do that. I had no idea, But Mosley said. But I had different officials come to me the, the day after I did it and said, look, you've said everything I felt for five years. I'm, do it, I'm going to do it too. I'm switching. Um, and then they give a graph of Democratic margins falling in eight eastern Kentucky counties. Whoops. <clears throat> Oops. Oops. Um, Did I do that? In many ways, Harlan is representative of eastern Kentucky and Appalachia as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. it, starred, it sired the classic coal miners union documentary, Harlan County, USA. Fantastic film. Amazing documentary. Stop what you're doing right now and go watch it. Yes. Um, and the most recent prominent like coal, mi- coal labor dust off. Dust up where the black jewel miners blocked a coal train with, to protest withheld pay. God, man, that. I mean, 
so upset how that turned out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't do. I just, can I just say a brief comment on the thing? Yeah. I. Never mind. I shouldn't say anything about it right now. Whatever. Keep going. Okay. Okay. It's politically representative. In 2000, the last time the county voted Democratic for president, Democrats had a 16,000 to four to 4,000 voter registration advantage. Now the Republicans outnumber the Democrats by 2,000. The politics of coal culminating in Donald Trump's 2016 race against Hillary Clinton and a Democratic Party often seen as out of touch helped spur the trend. There's also nationwide and statewide. Democrats are losing ground all over rural America and western Kentucky. The other half of Democrats have barbell-like control over the state. What used to be considered the party's rock of Gibraltar is largely disintegrated. <laughs> yeah, I would, cons- I would it. consider western Kentucky a pretty republican heavy base the republican party in eastern and western kentucky is developing a stranglehold over elections and offices for washington frankfurt and the local county seats registration very often in kentucky does not align with voter behavior but republicans are heralding the fact that the state is on its way to becoming a majority gop and appalachian counties are part of that trend um what happened to the mountain democrats it's been good guys it's been fun with remember the the blue dog democrats yellow yellow dog speaking speaking of uh speaking of blue dog democrats by the way um uh our boy our boy joe's back in the in the headlines again joe biden mr manchin oh joe manchin yeah just what do you do nothing he's just it's just all so whatever we cannot talk about national politics right now but um Similar to, like, remember, like, in the fall when there was all this, like, Build Back Better stuff and one man single-handedly tanked it all? Yeah. yeah he's back doing more goofy shit. Anyway, let's Ugh, keep Fun, going. fun, fun. Let uh, me say this. So maybe maybe it's not actually so bad. Mosley thinks that every eastern Kentucky county will eventually join Harlan in becoming a majority Republican. Uh, this view isn't shared by everyone in the region, though, even fellow Republicans. Bell County Judge Executive Albie Brock, a Republican who's held office for several years, is equally dissatisfied with the Democrats, but he thinks there will always be some measure for Mountain Democrats. God, you can only hope. There's not much distance between Mountain Democrats and Mountain Republicans, Brock said. Yeah, and you those can Democratic, say that again. Those Democratic counties... He's- in those Democratic counties, you still have deep-rooted union elements that still exist among the Mountain Democrats. Would you? Oh, would you look at that? The only lasting um, uh, 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 entity of uh, popular will um, is what is uh, preventing um, these counties from becoming rapidly, uh, you know, GOP. Funny. Brock said that he knew of several people who left the party over what he said was the party's lurch left to support transgender people. Yeah, man, it's culture war shit. Trump's presence. How can you blame him? And how can you blame them when when the only thing that happens in politics is media? Why? How can you blame that they vote for exclusively media based topics? Um, And they talk a little bit more about that. And then they bring it in. Hillary Clinton comes back. When is this? When is Hillary Clinton just going to stop being mentioned? The day she dies, I guess. Maybe even after. Maybe Um, even a few years afterwards. I don't know. We are increasingly getting these political ads that are so nationalized. They're not even local issues. So they're getting um, they're getting attack ads for national issues from the Democrats. But they're getting attack ads from the Republicans on national issues as well. Like the, like that one voter is all all of his problems he listed are uh, almost all of them are like uh you know like like these national. I don't know. It's just so mm. whatever. There are various shades of blue, and my shade of blue is purple. 
Okay. All right. Whatever that means. All right. Um, the and then next. Okay. Here we go. Next. I know what you think that means. Next section. The party has given up. <laughs> <laughs> the party has given up. And you know what? I think they got it. Nailed it right in the head. On Literally, did say no more. That's the party has given up. Ernie Yanarella, former poli sci department chair at UK, who also taught Appalachian studies, said the old saying, "All politics is local," applies less and less to the region. Less and less to the region, given the hold uh, a messaging related to Clinton and Trump has taken. It contributed to some Democratic campaigns. Yarnella worries that Democrats have nobody or no discernible organization outside of Andy Bashir that can distinguish the party from the national counterpart's reputation. Or Jeff Young. Andy but Bashir, they're afraid to accept him. Bashir beat the unpopular Matt Bevan by a slim margin in 2019. He says the party has one identifiable anchor, and that's, of course, Andy Bashir. It has a number of satellites that are still rooted in history and influence. However, no one seems to have a sense of direction for the party itself. God, no. Not, de- fucking definitely not Andy Bashir. No. Um, and then here we go. Hit it. Tom Sexton. Yeah, baby. Co-founded a popular leftist podcast called Trump Billy Workers Party in Whitesburg. All right. Um, uh, and then he, they get a, qu- a clip from him. Um, he says most most of the shift described by Yanarella can be attributed to the decline of local media. Um, he says the sort of death of local politics, and I wish Tom Sexton was here to do it in his voice. Honestly. The sort of death of local politics, and by extension local journalism, has created this atmosphere where nobody's paying attention to local policy or anything, Sexton has said. It's just like, I'm going to take my rhetorical cues from what's going on at the national level, whereas before there was a lot more color to these local races. Who was going to do what for their people and their community was a lot more pertinent. Former former candidate, Tom yeah. Sexton. Former former Cong- no, council, member. council member, Tom, Tom Sexton. Tom Sexton. Tress Watson, a seasoned conservative political operative who previously served as spokesman for the Republican Party of Kentucky, agreed that as local media fades away, voters are more often bombarded with messages about how radical, prominent national members of either party are. I remember running for city. This is back to Tom Sexton. I remember running for city council in Whitesburg, and people asking me back then, "Are you an Obama or a Romney man? Like, what's that got to do with this?" Yes, and um. Another factor is the loss of Democratic in- interest in some places like Eastern Kentucky, either real or perceived. Um, and, you know, they go on and on and, and on, on about and the on. role of coal. I mean, this is a long article. Yeah. Um, and there's, I don't know, it's it's an interesting, it's an interesting concept that, or an interesting um, phenomenon we're seeing here. And uh, there are more Republicans now than Democrats. So, um take from that what you will uh and i don't know remember that one woman that was like i'm a, i'm a left no she wasn't a leftist but she was just like a lib and then she joined the republican party she changed her registration to yeah republican. that's one of my favorite ever op-eds we've read on the <laughs> podcast what the dumbest one of the dumbest people i've ever had the pleasure of reading in a published paper <laughs> I, I mean if stupid, stupid woman, um, I'm sorry. But Just I mean, like, they have a point, right? Because the Kentucky Republican Party, what do they stand for? Excellent question. Um, it's some, losing. Are you talking about the Democrats? Yeah. 
the you said the Kentucky Republican oh, the, Party. Oh, the, Repub- the Kentucky Democratic Party, what do they stand for? Losing. Lo- losing. The biggest fucking losers out there. They're addicted to it. They can't get enough of it. Um, you know. And the Republicans, I don't know, they have their plan. And uh, The Republicans are at least, this is what's so funny, like, the Republicans are literally, like, like all they have to do is be like, you know, like, we're here for the working man, and, um, uh, like, just say it. Like, that's so frustrating. Like, that's yeah. what's so crazy is that, like, I don't know, it's like, you know, they don't. It just seems to be like like Republicans are like way wildly more popular here, for like every reason. <laughs> I don't know. They say they say they're here for the working man, and they mean the working man, the working the all the working men in the state. Yes, they 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 do mean men, and uh, and they do mean only if you're if you're actively laboring for uh yeah if you're whatever. only if you're a working man do they care about you yeah and not actually about not in the way that you that don't right. get you know don't get but interested. hey you know what. They listen. They they took a little advice from Lenin, and they're holding the party line. Yeah, something like that. Um, I gotta say, once again, um, uh, a, a mysterious act of God's love, um, and or uh, you know, um, a return of unionization to this uh, to this damn place is the only thing that's gonna save us from becoming Indiana too. Well, we certainly have better geography. Amen. Certainly a much prettier state. And it's happened again. Oh, yes, it has. <laughs> You've wasted another perfectly good hour. In five. Listening. Oh, that's not bad. Listening to Lame. Our esteemed executive producer is Charlie Carey. Our graphics are designed by Claire Thompson from ClaireThompsonArt.com. You can follow us on Twitter at LamePod. You can email us at LexLamePod at gmail.com. Leave us a review on iTunes and Spotify. Special thanks to this episode to our air conditioner, for without it, I couldn't have done it. Exactly. And even though the constables sue lame podcast for uh, invading their airspace whenever they hear us say invading their airspace, yeah, like airwaves. You know, it's so interesting, Aaron. Every time we try to do one of these, like we 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 start kind of strong, yeah, and then we have to add the second layer to it, and like you can hear like the falter in our voice, (laughs) and it happens every time we say it. This. Is lame. lame. <laughs> <laughs>